I got a, I got a word this morning, but I don't think it's appropriate right now. Um, you know, sometimes God switches it up. So, um, I had a really tough week this week, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. One of the toughest ones I've had in years, probably. Um, I wrestled with the Lord a lot. And I questioned a lot of things. <laughs> God, what am I doing? Are you in this? Have I messed up? Have I done this and that? A lot of things. And, and uh, my wife was talking to me this week as well, just about the peace. Um, you know, she, she's been going through a lot of stuff in her own life as well and things in, in our family and, and, and ministry. You know, ministry is not always easy. It's, it's really, really tough. It really is. It's just tough. You know, serving God is not an easy thing. If you want an easy life, don't follow Jesus. Okay? Sell ice cream. That's what I say. If you want to make everybody happy, sell ice cream. And I said, what about the lactose intolerant? Have a lactose free. Okay, there's just, hallelujah. It's just not easy. It's not easy. And so um, this week is just, just tough. I found myself in here all by myself late at night one night. I wanted to run away from it all. found myself running right into the arms of God. You ever ran from God before just to find out you can't run from Him? Yeah. It's like, ah, boom, ah, that's it, ah, boom. Oh, man, God, that's like, ah, boom. Oh. You know, church, He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. You can look at nature, you can see God. You can look at people, you see God. You see the beauty of the Lord. You look at the church, you see God. Even if you look at yourself, you see God because you're made in the image of God. And so it just was just a tough week and a lot going on. And I, and I know, because I know a lot of you on a personal level, not, not everybody because our church just keeps growing and some people I see on Sunday and I just want you to know, if I say, hey, you, it's because I don't remember your name. Just straight up. You, ha <laughs> you. It's hard to learn people's names when they come once a week and sometimes they come once a month and, and a lot of new faces and not a lot of new people. But you know what? I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad that, that, that God loves you and that he's, he's brought you here into the house. And, and, um, but the people that I know on a personal level, some of you have family members that are really struggling. They're sick, they're broken, they're hurting. Some of you are sick, broken, and hurting. Some of you are just going through a really difficult time. And I know you've heard this before, but I wanted to read it again because I know there's a new light that God wants to shine on it today because of his presence. And I just wanted to read out of um, God's word to you this morning and let it just percolate a little bit. Let it just stay where it's at. Get into your heart and your mind. I feel like people in the house today are open uh, to hear his, his word because it's going to mean something special to you today. So if you've been going through something, just say amen. amen. If you need to be reminded of who God is, just say amen. 
Amen. I know you heard this before, but I'm going to read it. Because when I was running, uh, I wasn't trying to run away from God necessarily. But I was just trying to run from my issues and my problems. And ultimately, I was just trying to run away from myself. If you want transformation in your life, you, you got to face yourself. Okay? If my people who are called by my name will what? Pray harder, get involved with politics, uh, yell at people, um, get filled with the Holy Ghost. If they will, um, you know, constantly do these things all the time. No, the first step is not that. It's not just running full blast and thinking that you're just going to transform the entire world. You cannot do anything until you do the first thing there. If, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves when you humble yourself you come to the end of yourself and that's when you find God that's when you find the Lord humbling yourself is horrible to your flesh it I'm not behind the pulpit it sucks it does it's horrible it's horrible horrible but it's necessary it's vital it's a lifeline you will never be changed by God if you don't humble yourself humility sometimes is a hard pie to swallow but it is life transforming you know God does want to change this world he does. He died that not one shall perish. He wants to see an incredible revival to take place. He doesn't want to see people go to hell in a giant handbasket. I don't know how everybody fits in a handbasket going to hell. But he, he doesn't want to see these people die. He didn't, he didn't bear the cross. He didn't bear the weight of every sin. He didn't bear our shame to just let people fall apart and be bound for hell. He did not do that. He doesn't want one person to suffer. He doesn't. Hell was not designed for people. It was designed for Satan and his angels. But people are going there. Because they're denying Christ. They're denying the love of God. And you know what? Let's just eat some humble pie. Part of the reason why they're doing that is because the church has been silent. We haven't taken our rightful place in what God has called us to do. So many people want to be filled with the power of God, but you're so arrogant that you're not even you're not even relatable Jesus was so relatable I think the church in a lot of ways has become a giant place of Pharisees right I see it all over Facebook post after post after post anger after anger after anger after frustration let me tell you right now that is not what Jesus would do it's not he never preached condemnation 
he only spoke the truth. There is grace, there is mercy in the power of God. He preached the kingdom is near. The kingdom has come. He has preached salvation to the lost, to the ends of the world. He preached the truth. Condemnation comes to the ones that deny Christ. They deny him. But so many times people don't even have the opportunity to deny Jesus because they've never been even told about Jesus. Because the church is so angry, let's stop being so angry and let's get humble. Let's get humble. In your humility, you will find answers because you will find the presence of God. He will transform you. And when he transforms you, church, he will change you. And when he changes you, you will walk in the spirit. You will walk with the spirit and you'll go places and you will, things will come out of your mouth. You didn't even know they were in there. But you got to humble yourself. Right? I got to humble myself. <laughs> this week was a lot of humility. I still got more to go. I want to read you a psalm. It's the one that's very familiar. But I think with what God is doing right now, you, you know, like when you read the Word of God and you're like, man, I read that a hundred times. Like, okay, whatever. And then you read it that hundred and first time and you're like, oh my goodness. That is what I need right now. Anybody ever done that in the house? I pray that this be the hundred and first time that you've read this and be what you need right now. The Lord is my shepherd. And I have all that I need. Some of y'all just thinking this right now. I don't have all I need. No, let, me, let me say this again. The Lord is my shepherd. And I have all that I need. But pastor, I don't have all that I need. Let me say this again. The Lord is my shepherd, and I have all that I need. That need that you are focusing on is probably a want, because if you have the shepherd, you have all that you need. If he's your shepherd, he's going to, next verse, lead. He lets me rest in green meadows. And he leads me beside peaceful streams. See, if the Lord is my shepherd, I'm going to have all that I need. And he's going to let me lay down in green meadows. And he's going to lead me beside peaceful streams. What happens when he does that? When you allow God and you humble yourself and you realize he is your shepherd, he is going to let you rest. Believe it or not, I don't just work Sundays and Wednesdays. I actually, <laughs> I need some rest. I don't know about you, but I need my mind to rest. I need my body to rest. I need my family to rest. 
You know why maybe you don't have any rest in your life? Is because you are your own shepherd. You're pulling Jesus along. You're telling him where to go. But if the Lord is your shepherd, you're going to have all that you need. He's going to let you rest in green meadows. And he's going to lead you beside peaceful streams. He's going to renew your strength. It says in verse 3, He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. If you've dishonored the name of Jesus because of what you've been doing, it's because you have not let him guide you in the right paths. Just because you say it is God does not mean it is God. God is leading me this way. If God was leading you that way, then you would have peace. He would renew your strength. I'm not saying he'd take everything away, but what I'm saying is he would be your shepherd. Verse 4, even when I walk through the darkest valley, even, church, when you walk through, some of y'all have a terminal sentence, according to the doctor. Somebody you know has a terminal sentence. Even when they walk through the darkest valley, they will not be afraid because you are close beside me and your rod and your staff, they protect and they comfort me. Hallelujah. If that's you right now, before I move on to verse five, close your eyes, let's pray. Father, there's people in a dark valley right now they're in a dark spot. They're in a dark spot. Some of them are afraid. But I ask that you come close beside them right now. Show yourself to be real. Let him feel your peace and your presence right now, God. It says even in your, in your word, it says, even if death comes, there is no victory in death. Oh, death, where is your sting? No matter what we face, God, I, I'm reminded that we are all going to die in these fleshly bodies. Unless Jesus comes back, that is what has happened for thousands and thousands of years. Not millions, thousands. Thousands and thousands of years. But God, this broken world can take my broken body, but you will not have my mind and you will not have my soul. That belongs to my shepherd. You can break this body, but you will not break me. So somebody in here today. You might take this body, but you will not break me. I might be in the darkest valley right now, but I'm not afraid because my Savior, my shepherd is close beside me and he protects me and he will comfort me and he will protect my family and he'll comfort my family as well. Thank you, Father.
for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse 5. God prepares a feast for me. I love this. In the presence of my enemies. A feast. Some of y'all are feeling like people coming against you. Things are not for you. And you're feeling overwhelmed. And just like the Last Supper, Jesus bellied up with Judas and Peter. And there was God's presence in the room. I'm going to pray that for you. I'm going to prophesy that for you. In the presence of your enemies, may God prepare a feast for you. What the enemy meant for evil, may God turn to good. When you walk through that next thing where you feel like people coming against you, may God bless you beyond measure. Maybe not with tangible things, but may he bless you to get you through, and not only to get through, to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. When everything seems to be against you, may you walk out not even smelling like smoke. When you're sitting in that fire, there's another one there with you. In the presence of my enemies, God is going to prepare a feast for me. Amen. It says, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Now, when you anoint someone, that, that is a representation of the Holy Spirit. Just like we're feeling right now, we need God's presence. We need His Spirit in our life. We need Him to anoint us. Not just our situation. We need God to anoint us. And it says, so my cup, who I am, what I, what I contain, what I can carry, God, my cup, I need you to bless me so great with your presence that it overflows in my life. Quit seeking the gifts. If you don't have the gift giver, you don't even know what to do with the gifts. That's why I have a problem with the prosperity gospel. It's all about the gifts. It's all about what God can do for me. I read all over the scripture. It's all about what we can do for him. This is his story, not mine. I'm just part of his story. I'm part of what God is doing at this moment. I live in an age of grace until he returns. So what can I do with part of his story? His plans for me are great plans, not to harm me, but to, but to prosper me, to give me a hope and a future. My hope and future are in him, not in my own blessings, but in him. Amen? When you're walking in God's calling for your life, when you're walking in those things, the enemy will try to come and steal. But if you maintain, if you stay strong, if you stay faithful, your cup will overflow with blessings. He will anoint you when you honor him. Amen. Last verse. King David's talking and he's, uh, he's in a great battle. We, we talked a little bit about this in my office in our meeting 
right? And you said a whole bunch of stuff that was way better than I'm saying today, but it's all good. I'm not going to repeat it because I'm going to mess it up. But uh, I'm going to be led by what God is saying in my feeble mind. Hallelujah. Not in that genius mind of yours. Number six, uh, verse, yeah, he's, I don't know if you all know that, but that guy right there is smart on another level, right? Do you know he can take a song? I'm going to, you can hide if you want. I don't care. He can take a whole song, and I can say, hey, hey, Brent, we need to sing this song. He's like, well, we don't necessarily have that key. I think I'll just rewrite the entire song for every instrument so we can have the right key. Right? Okay. Did you Google it, or how would you do that? <laughs> no, God has gifted him in, in incredible, incredible ways, and he's very humble, and he would never tell you that, right? But I will, because I just did. So very thankful for you and, and our conversations and uh, that stirred some of my heart to keep reading uh, this verse as well but David he's coming and and he's going through a really hard time and he feels like everybody's coming and and, and surrounding him and and he's like I, this is what I love about King David I cannot wait to meet him in heaven one day right and uh, I love this about King David because he's real right just this is how we should approach God he knows how to approach God I love it. And sometimes we feel guilty by telling God all the things that he already knows because we feel like we're complainers. And if that's all that you do, then yeah, you are a complainer. I'm just going to tell you. And it's annoying. Maybe to me, maybe not to God, but it's annoying if all you do is complain to God all the time. Like, grow up. Go a little deeper. Be like King David. This is what King David does. It's okay to complain to God. You need to. You have to. You're almost required to. We talked about a few weeks ago, right? When don't, don't um, be anxious about anything, but pray about everything and, and co basically confess and say everything to God. Tell him all the things that you need. But then he does what King David does. In the next part, Paul says then, thank God for what he's done. Okay. So that's what I love about King David is he comes and, he, and you read it over and over again in the book of Psalms about how he's like, man, I'm going through all this stuff. I have all these terrible things that are happening. God, they're chasing me. I'm, I'm going through all this stuff and, and, and they're going to come kill me and, and have you left me? Where are you? And God, and by the time he's done this psalm, he's saying, but you're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my redeemer. I can get through this because you are mine. You want to know how to pray? That's how you pray. Like MC Hammer said, pray to make it today. Remember that in the 90s? Okay, anyway. Gotta pray. Pray. Come on now, okay. Pray, pray. It was much better on my tape. Remember we had to rewind it? Moving on. Okay. All right, cool. Flashback. I like squirrels. So does my dog. He loves squirrels too. Wants to kill them all. All right, number six. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me. Huh. God, sometimes it feels like other things have been pursuing me other than your goodness and your unfailing love. Remind me that's what's really pursuing me. Right? focus that the enemy has been pursuing me my flesh has been pursuing me but no no surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I love this right see God's the God of hope he's the God of hope and I will live in the house of the Lord forever 
That's our hope. The Bible says that uh, we should be thankful because um, we should look to the things of the future, not these present bodies that we're in right now or the trials that we're in right now, but our future and our hope is in the perfect presence of God when we die and we meet face to face with God and we're in heaven with Him. That's our future glory. That's our future hope. So what we face right now, we can get through it because our hope doesn't rely on the things of this world. Our hope relies on the things in our future that we don't belong here. This is where I live now and I'm going to minister now, but I belong in His presence and I'll be there forever because of what He has done and I've accepted Christ. Right? That's the hope of our glory that Jesus paid the price that he did everything that he had to do and if I take a hold of that I live that out and I acknowledge that and I shed I, I, shed, I share the shed blood of Jesus I'm going to be anointed I won't be afraid He's close behind me. He's my shepherd. I'm going to have everything that I need. He's going to give me peace. He's going to give me strength. He's going to protect me, comfort me. He's going to put a feast in the presence of my enemies because my hope is not in the things of this world. My hope is in Jesus Christ. Because one day I'm going to live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. I just want to bless you today with reading God's word there's something that he shared in my in my life again this week it's deep church I don't know what you're going through but God does and he cares he cares he says cast all your anxiety cast all your fears cast all the things that you're going on to him for he cares for you amen because why the Lord is your shepherd <laughs> and I have all that I need church will you say that with me repeat after me the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. The Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. Say it till you believe it. The Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. Do you hear that? The Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you that you don't leave us or forsake us. We thank you that, that you lead us by, beside still waters, green meadows. That wherever we go, you can go before us. And that you lead us, you guide us, and you love us. I thank you for your presence in the house today, God. Before we leave, we're going to sing a few more songs but mostly just because we cannot leave if you don't go with us. Thank you for reminding us that you are our shepherd. And we have all that we need. When we're exhausted, 
you have all that we need. When we don't have another answer for that constant issue, you have all that we need. When the bank says something, God, we look to you and say, we have all that we need. When our family's falling apart or things are happening besides us, beside us in our friendships, you have all that we need. When we're sick, we're hurting and we're broken, you have all that we need. When we're at the end of ourself, you have all that we need. You're our shepherd. God, your word says that uh, you're our shepherd, and I'm reminded what a shepherd is. It's not only somebody that walks with us, that lays down with us, that gets dirty in the mud with us, it's somebody that also protects us. It says in your word that the, uh, the enemy comes like a wolf, like a lion, to devour who he can devour. And I just pray right now, shepherd, protect us, like your word says. There are people in here today that feel like they are getting attacked. Protect them, God, right now with your staff. Not only protection, but it says your staff also brings comfort. Comfort them in the midst of the battle. Protect them in the midst of the battle. The enemy cannot have them because they are yours. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you've done. Forgive me, God, when I've sinned against you. Forgive me for not doing the things I know I should do. Your word says in James, if I know what I ought to do and I don't do it, it's sin. Forgive me, God, give me another chance. Give us another chance. We humble ourselves right now in your presence. God, I, I don't want to leave today. I really don't. If I'm going to be the same person and I'm going to do the same things, think the same way, act the same way. It'd be nice if you could just totally transform me like completely. That'd be amazing. But I realize that sanctification is a daily choice. It's a, it's a daily walk. And we won't be truly sanctified until we're in your presence and dead from this body, but in your presence. But God, I pray for sanctification to take place in the house today. Purify us. Sanctify us. Right now. Teach us your ways. And then give us the fortitude to actually do what we say we believe. That we will do what we say we will believe. We believe these things, but do we do these things? Because faith without works is dead. We have to do what we believe. Give us the strength, O shepherd. Lead us, O shepherd. Anoint us, O shepherd. We love you. We thank you. We worship you. Church, will you stand? Brent, be led by the Spirit of God. Sing a, sing a song, lead us. 
you feel led by the Holy Spirit, ask somebody, can I pray for you? If you got to lay hands on somebody, lay hands on them. Do what you got to do. Be led by the Spirit right now before we go.